Hello and welcome to the Beyond Biotech podcast number 59. I'm Jim Cornell and this is the weekly LeBiotech podcast and it's going out on August the 18th, which is Indonesian Constitution Day, Couples Day, Fajita Day and Hawaiian Shirt Day. Certainly feeling for those in Hawaii affected by the fires that have ravaged Maui. And now there are some fires threatening the city of Yellowknife, the capital of the Northwest Territories in Canada, with the city being evacuated. Let's hope it's all over soon. Today is also World Breast Cancer Research Day, and it's cancer that's the focus of the podcast this week. Since its inception in 2012, World Lung Cancer Day has been observed every year on August the 1st in order to raise awareness of lung cancer issues and magnify the need for more lung cancer research funding. Around a quarter of a million people in the US alone will be diagnosed with some form of lung cancer in 2023, and more than 125,000 people in the US will die from the disease this year. Another pretty awful stat is that 1 in 16 men and 1 in 17 women will be diagnosed with lung cancer at some point in their lifetime, and lung cancer kills three times as many people as breast cancer or prostate cancer. However, there are some positive trends. The number of new lung cancer diagnoses is declining steadily. Since 2006, the incidence rate has decreased by 2.6% per year in men and 1.1% for women. Mortality rates are declining as well because of advances in treatment and early detection. And it's early detection that we're discussing today because we'll be hearing about a new diagnostic tool developed with AI at the Sheba Medical Center in Israel. And it can make a huge difference to the amount of time it takes for diagnosis. To tell us all about it is Professor Iris Barshak, head of the Pathology Institute at the Sheba Medical Center. Okay, to get started, I wonder if you can tell me a little bit about what you do. Okay, so I'm Iris Barshak. I'm a professor of pathology and the head of the Institute of Pathology for the last 17 years at Shiba Medical Center. In addition, I'm the chair of the Israeli Association of Pathologists. Uh, Since uh, 2019, we did a transformation in our Institute of Pathology moving to digitalize and scan all our slides. So actually in a few months, uh, we make this um, institute fully digitalized and we are scanning 100% of our slides. Uh, Our pathologists are signing out uh, by digital pathology and they have working stations at the offices in uh, Sheba and also at home. This was a a miracle because um, it was just before the pandemic of COVID-19 and we could give uh, the best uh, service for the hospital concerning diagnosis during uh, the pandemics. Soon after the transformation to digital pathology, we started to work on uh, algorithms based on AI tools to identify biomarkers that actually are relevant for the treatment of patients. After a few months of working by digital pathology, 
we developed with collaboration with uh, startups in Israel some solutions to support our decisions in pathology. Our focus in the Institute of Pathology at Shiba Medical Center is mostly how to identify biomarkers. The first challenge was a non-small cell lung cancer. We actually worked with Israeli startup companies to solve precision medicine challenges. One of the first one is imaging. And we actually worked with them how to identify directly from the hematoxylin and the ozine slide biomarkers. The first one was ALK and ROS translocation, which are relevant for the treatment of metastatic non-small cell lung cancer. And we got a very good results that were published in Modern Pathology last September. Nowadays, we are expanding our panel of biomarkers that can be evaluated directly from the hematoxylin and the ozine slides. And we are going to present and publish those results soon. Recently, we did a very important uh, step by deployment and implementing the algorithm into our workflow. So the pathologist, immediately after having the hematoxylinidorzine slide in their computer, can run the algorithm and have a very quick indication for the relevant biomarkers which are positive in the tumor. Uh, the first uh, work is about non-small cell lung cancer, and we are using an algorithm that was developed by Imagine AI, which is a startup company, in our platform. The algorithm works on the slide immediately and gives us an indication within a few minutes. This is a very dramatic uh, change since most of the patients who have metastatic non-small cell lung cancer, they wait for the results of wide panel of NGS. In Israel, it is mostly more than 500 gene panel. This takes about two to three weeks usually. And uh, now we can give an indication to start the treatment very quickly after a few minutes. And later, usually, we are doing a validation for the positive results in a few hours. So this actually a very important change for their chance of those patients. Actually, we can shorten the time to diagnosis and the time to treatment from few weeks to few hours and give those patients a, a chance to get the treatment they deserve. So actually, I can also describe few cases that we already could see that they respond to the treatment that they usually could not get in this time. I can uh, describe a patient that came with a metastatic disease of non-small cell lung cancer 
with a, a very unique and rare metastasis into the eye. The clinician wanted to take a biopsy from the region of the ocular lesion. However, they found by a CT scan and PET CT that the main lesion is lung cancer and they sent us a core needle biopsy. After it went uh, out of the lab with the slide of methoxylene and deosine, we had an indication by the algorithm in few minutes that uh, the tumor actually has an EGFR mutation. This is a, a well-known mutation in non-small cell lung cancer, and we could validate the mutation in a very uh, rapid test in our lab. So after two hours, I could uh, call the oncologist and he could um, actually start the right treatment for this patient. Unfortunately, about almost 30% of the patients that come with metastatic uh, non-small cell lung cancer would not uh, survive the three weeks of wide panel sequencing for the diagnosis. Uh, so by this algorithm and AI tools, we can shorten the time to diagnosis and therefore to treatment and actually give those patients a, a good chance to get the therapeutic management they need. So I guess early diagnosis is critical in this case. Uh, yes, uh, we are dealing with uh, metastatic disease mostly of uh, non-small cell lung cancer. And this is, as I said, about almost 30% of those patients that might die in the first month after um, the diagnosis of non-small cell lung cancer. At this time, usually they should wait for the sequencing of the tumor that gives the oncologist the data which is needed to adjust the treatment. Now we can do it in a few minutes and doing the validation of the positive results in few hours. So many of those patients actually can start and get the treatment that without this algorithm was not uh, possible and they should wait for a few weeks. So this is a very uh, important uh, change since those patients um, can start getting the treatment very soon after we have the metoxiline and slide. And uh, this is uh, very simple to implement since the algorithm is working on uh, hematoxylin and in slide with no need to, uh, for additional stains. And then after we have the indication for the positivity of the biomarkers, we can do validation by very quick laboratory test. Excellent news for people that have this condition. Is this something that will be able to be extended to other facilities? Yes, of course. Uh, this is uh, the change uh, which is very important to develop um, algorithms, AI-based uh, algorithms that uh, can work on the metoxylene and the ozine 
slides only and indicate biomarkers very quickly. We have developed a few algorithms in our own research lab in Shiba Medical Center, mostly concerning um, breast cancer and brain tumors, and our additional other types of cancer that are uh, under study now. So I believe that uh, those uh, decision support tools will be able to be implemented and deployed very soon and would uh, change the work of the pathologists. How has the artificial intelligence been developed to be able to bring this? It's quite a big leap forward. The artificial intelligence is based on the images that are uh, again, during the scanning of the slides, of the pathological slides, we develop uh, those algorithms in collaboration with uh, startups uh, in Israel and also with a data scientist um, in our uh, research laboratory for, di- laboratory for digital pathology. I believe that in the next few years, there will be dramatic changes in the development of new algorithms for this support of decision of precision medicine. And how will this be extended to other universities, medical centers, so that this can help people globally, I guess? We are working with the academic institution in Israel and also internationally also in the United States. And uh, I believe that uh, we are in the end of uh, signing a few agreements for validation and deployment of those algorithms outside Israel. I believe that uh, those algorithms are going to have an impact on the this diagnosis and also on the treatment of uh, patients and uh, hopefully other institutes would like uh, to use those algorithms in their workflow. Is it something that is cost effective to do? Because sometimes these things are really expensive and it it only benefits a small amount of people. Uh, So actually uh, there are a few advantages. uh, First, the algorithm works very quickly and it's not expensive to use it. Uh, Second, uh, there are other things that can be saved. The cost of uh, additional molecular markers and uh, genomic data can be saved after we can find positive results for some of the biomarkers. This is going to lower the cost of many additional tests that are done in the laboratory. In addition, uh, for the patient's sake, We also can work on a very small amount of tissue and therefore we can use very small biopsies for evaluation. Usually those uh, small biopsies are used for too many uh, molecular and uh, genomic evaluation and uh, sometimes there there is a need to do additional biopsy because first biopsy is uh, with a small amount uh, with of uh, of tissue so uh, we can use the tissue and the slide better than it was before 
and save cost and also save tissue. And I guess if you're diagnosing early, then there are savings because you're able to treat earlier and, and help people better than in the past. This is the main issue, of course. As a doctor, I think about the patient and how I can give the more accurate and quick diagnosis to those patients and actually give them a better chance and predict the response to treatment and uh, shorten the time to diagnosis and to treatment. Are there any other things that you're working on in a similar area? Yes, we are working in, uh, on other ideas. For example, um, we are working on um, a new field of uh, pathoradiomics in which we integrate two different data lakes of pathology and radiology. I believe that in the future, for example, a woman that comes to do MRI of the breast, uh, the radiologist will be able to see the probable uh, image of the uh, histopathological slide. And this is also uh, another breakthrough that we are working on, merging two different vision lakes of pathology and radiology. I believe that in the future, we will be able to include other data lakes, uh, for example, the genomic data of the tumor, clinical data, and all other uh, morphological and molecular characteristics of uh, each disease. So I guess by being able to do all of this, it's certainly helping with individualized treatments for patients and helping them by um, really treating the cancer in a better way, I guess. Yes, this is our mission and the vision. Certainly good news there, and let's hope that the latest development is extended to other facilities around the world as soon as possible to help more people. Amazingly, next week's podcast is the last one in August, and schools will already be back in quite a few countries, including here in sunny Scotland, where it hasn't rained for at least a day. And as long as I look in the right direction of the compass, it's looking quite good today too. I'm sure it will pour tomorrow when I'm doing my 16-kilometre sponsored walk for the local cancer hospice. I'm really looking forward to the walk though, even though it's a route I've done many times before. Not sure what the subject will be on next week's podcast, but we've already got a list together for most of September. All right, so on that note, thanks so much for listening, and I hope wherever in the world you are, you have a great week ahead, and you'll join us next time for another Beyond Biotech. Beyond Biotech.